Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. I know we say this every time. That's the longest intro in the history of podcast shows. I mean, let's just cut the middle out, the whole middle, and we'll piece it back together. The welcome to sale ring, and then it'll like be a weird cut, like three beats of music. And welcome to the sale ring. We'll keep that little ding, ding, ding in there. Yeah, we got to keep that. So. It's going to be really We're going to quit talking about it. One of these days, we're going to stop talking about it and actually do it. Um, <clears throat> speaking of doing it right, what yeah. about our guest in the yes, podcast sir. studio today? We got Mr. Leroy Hendren, good friend of the show, longtime auctioneer, law enforcement officer, uh, retired. We uh, He's got a wide background. Leroy, how are you? I'm good, Sean. Thanks for inviting me to the show today. Oh, thanks for coming in. We appreciate you being in town. We uh, we heard you were in Kansas City. You're taking some some training uh, with the realtors and the auctioneers, and uh, we just uh, I got excited because you and I have known each other for a long time. Trina's known you for a long time, and we uh, she brought up the other day said, "Hey, you know Leroy is in town. We should get him on this show because yes. this guy has got knowledge." Not only knowledge, but great stories. You know, I never pass up a chance to talk, Sean. <laughs> Anytime I can talk. You know, I got in trouble when I was in high school for talking, and my English teacher told me, you'll never make a living talking. So uh, I did sell her property at auction, so I, <laughs> it came back on her at that. But you know, I Sean tells a very that. similar story. What is it with you guys I do. in trouble? And it, not only that, it was my... I guess it would have been English, and uh, they called speech back yeah. then. You had right. a speech teacher, Mary Carol Solf, right. told me the exact same thing. I would pester people while class was going on. I was bored. You bet. And she said, sit there and keep your mouth shut. You will never make any money running your mouth. And That's right. We've done all right with before, it. Before bit. she passed away in that little old town of three or 400 people, every time I'd see her, she'd just give me the nod and she'd say, oh, you, you proved me wrong. You, you did okay. That makes it worthwhile, Sean. Yeah. Sure does. That's that's probably a good story in itself yeah. because um, she wasn't, uh, I think, for the percentages out there, she wasn't wrong. Most people don't make a good living running their mouth all the time. No, but, and, uh, I, and I wished I'd listen more sometimes when I get ready to write a letter. <laughs> Luckily, I'm married to another school teacher, so uh, I, I use her to do my writing to clean everything up for me. Well, we switched places. The person that I was trying to, that was paying attention in the class I was picking on, I, I ended up working for people like that. So That's right. Yeah, it's that. not that I can't make any money. I'm just, uh, I, you, you usually, uh, you need that education. You do. There. You sure do. It's not a bad thing. Leroy, we appreciate you being on the show. This is, this is going to be an exciting episode. We talked a little bit before the show about covering... Um, you're a retired uh, Oklahoma Highway Patrolman. You were state trooper in Oklahoma for and had a long tenure with that. Uh, you got into the auction business and into the real estate business, and you're doing some unique things in the auction business. So I want to kind of just cover the gamut. We'll start at the top. Tell us a little bit about Leroy Hendren and 
growing up around uh, Jay, Oklahoma, and and uh, how you got into law enforcement? Well, I grew up in Jay, Oklahoma, and uh, my father uh, was a farmer out east of town, uh, raised on 300 acres with uh, four other siblings, went to high school, and uh, traveled around from different jobs and wound up in a machine shop. I was a machinist in Tulsa for quite a while, but in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be a state trooper. There's an old gentleman named Harold Round that I always admired very much, and I just wanted to be like him. So uh, when I turned 25, I went and applied for the highway patrol, and fortunately enough, I got in on the first first time. Nice. And... um, so there wasn't a test or anything. You just uh, no, no, we just showed, we just showed, you just showed up. You showed up and signed some papers, this and there based, you were. Based on height, is that? On height. Well, when you show up, uh, you're graded on everything you do. When you go in um, to get your application, they actually come out in, back then and inspected your personal vehicle. Oh, because they felt like you would treat their vehicle like you treated your own. Well, I would feel that, like, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I didn't know you were coming out to my car. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so does, that, from, does that mean they'd look in the back seat and see old pizza boxes <laughs> yeah. and well, stuff? Old pizza boxes. Make sure no bodies was in the car or anything <laughs> like that. But uh, then uh, we'd had a written test and an oral interview. And went through, uh, back then, it's seven weeks of patrol school. Now they do 18, I think. Us oh, old, wow. yeah. I think us old guys were just smarter than the young guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Where the criminals were dumber, one of the, the criminals two. were dumber. So spent spent several years in uh, working my way back towards home. Wound up in Jay, Oklahoma. Met uh, my wife, Virginia. She was teaching there in town, so... I got an opportunity to transfer, and uh, she had a job, so uh, I thought that was a good idea. Aww. Come back. So during that tenure, uh, about the time I had 20 years on, I decided I wanted to go to auction school. I'd always wanted to be an auctioneer. So I went to the Missouri Auction Academy. Nice. There's health then. I think we talked about it the other night down at the Lifestyle Exchange. We yes, sir. actually ate down there. Night before last, oh, I believe. Downtown, we did. Kansas, right down there? Yeah, yeah at the stockyards, we uh-huh. went to the Golden Ox oh, and, yes, and yes. had a steak. So kind That's of where the classes legacy, were. Yeah. Legacy place down there. So I spent another 10 years working part-time and then retired and went into the business full-time. Wow, so you there. retired from Highway Patrol and then started a whole other career. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I can't steam to stop working. No, I can't either. It's all right. I enjoy it. <laughs> but the auction business is, uh, if you really enjoy it, like I'm sure Sean and I do, and the real estate business, particularly when you get into the hunting end of it mm-hmm. and the farms and ranches, it's something that that's very enjoyable just to do. And sometimes you get paid for it. That makes it. That makes it. Nice. That's more enjoyable. Yeah. That is. That makes yeah. your wife happier. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I look forward to the payday. I do too. I'll check yeah. on the closing from time to time. <laughs> Somebody, sure uh, right? I think my brother had told me one time. He said, "It's not about the money. It's about helping people." And I said, <laughs> sure. "Well, at some point, it needs to be a little bit about the money because um, I need a car payment." Yeah. Well, or, you need to help yourself and your family at the mm-hmm. same time, don't you? Winter's coming, and I, I need gas in That's my right. house. Mm-hmm. That's right. Kids need shoes. Exactly. 
So we went from there into doing real estate auctions. Uh, uh, the more I, I, I did personal property auctions, the more I wanted to have a real estate auction. So I began to ask the attorneys that I was working for, well, how, how about letting me sell the real estate? You're already advertising the personal property. So I had a, an attorney agree to it, and it actually brought more with competitive bidding than they had been selling it for. Mm-hmm. A lot of investors in town wasn't real happy because uh, <laughs> they were having to compete to do that. And as we went forward in that, um, we became fairly successful with it. And the funny thing about joining United Country, Mr. Jim Mixon, which is a friend of all of ours and mm-hmm. a, a great gentleman in southeast Oklahoma, I'd actually been stationed there for a while. I went by to see him one day because I'd booked an auction actually there in Poto. Actually, part of it was across the, across the road from Jim's place. Mm-hmm. And I went by to ask Jim about uh, bringing some buyers. And uh, he, he had told me, no, it'll never work. Auctions just don't work in this country. And it did very well. So Jim became an advocate of the auctions mm-hmm. and began to recruit me. He was the uh, state uh, state uh, president, I believe they called him at that time. RBP, he was yeah. yeah. RBP. Regional, yeah. yeah. And um, he began to recruit us for the United Country Program and... I came over and never looked back. It's been great ever since then, Sean. Nice. Very good. Law enforcement, um, what what was the time period? I uh, joined uh, in 69. I was eight then. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and worked until 99. I worked 30 oh, wow. years oh, altogether. Yeah. 69 to 99. Worked 30 years. I would have, uh, I would have been three years old. Is that right? Well, I think I was too. Yeah. yeah. We're about the same age, right? Well, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you say we are, we are. Um, I'm not going to tell you all how old I would have been. <laughs> you weren't even conceived I back then. I wasn't even You're... thought of being conceived uh, yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> what's, that, what they say, what's that they say? A gleam in daddy's eye at that time? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think that applies. Like my parents were born in '58, so that's yeah. Yeah, (laughs) they were only ten years old at the time. Still riding bicycles. Yeah. uh Well, the um, it's funny. I got in the closet the other day. I were I'm starting to finally get rid of some things out of the house, and I found an OHP cap in there. I don't know where I got that from, but somewhere over the years, I I collected ball caps. You know, you just you. You wear them for a while, and then they go in the top of the closet, and I must have 50 of those things in there. But one of them was uh, an Oklahoma Highway Patrol. I might have sold that to you at uh, one of the state conventions. You know, we were on the state board together for what a couple, two, three years, and uh, we'd have an auction every year. And I think I sold some of those OHP hats and I might have ribbed you into buying one. I would have given you one if you hadn't been. Well, knowing how much that I probably paid for it then, I'm, I'm going to go back and get that out of the box. That you might have to save it. That's a collector's item. Well, I can sell you another one. We'll put that on We'll put that on eBay. You bet. Yeah. You bet. That would be great, John. You have um, – are you from that area? Are you from Jay, Oklahoma? Right Actually, there? I did. I grew up in Jay, and uh, – like we all do, we can't wait to get away from home. 
so I I left uh, home and I made two trips to California, and uh, we worked in the prune harvest, uh, rice harvest, and uh, st- stayed for the summer. And we would come back in the winter time, and uh, at that time, unemployment from California was more than you could make in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we draw unemployment in the wintertime and just run around and have a ball and go back to <laughs> California the next year. You know, in, in all seriousness, so that had to be, for a young guy, that had to be a good experience going out to the coast and it was. prune harvest, rice harvest, you know, whatever was uh, whatever the crop or, or was going on out there. It's just, it's different. You, you at least got to see a little different countryside. And- it was different then. Uh, we could travel for young boys and... Uh, We'd camp out by the side of the road, sleep on the ground. And the uh, first year we went out, I think I had uh, 60 cents when we got our first paycheck. And I, I may have been had more money than anybody in the group. We were all broke. <laughs> and uh, got a job, made it through the year. But it was good years. We had a lot of fun Yeah, during that time. And uh, a lot of things happened. A lot of things was funny. Some of them not so funny. And, <laughs> Never forget the guy that uh, was hitchhiking, and and I guess he'd had trouble uh, getting a ride, and uh, he thought it'd be a good idea to set his suitcase out in the road, maybe stop a car, make someone stop. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't notice his uh, a bunch of nineteen-year-old boys from Oklahoma in a fifty-seven Oldsmobile. So uh, we was running about ninety when he hit his suitcase. And <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys with us worried the rest of the way to California that he'd catch a ride and catch up with us, and we'd have a mask, <laughs> mask scene there. They picking his shirts and pants out of your grill of your car. <laughs> we lost uh, an article of clothing about twenty miles down the road. The last piece came off. <laughs> awesome. It's it's funny how sometimes those incidents or those people evolve into law enforcement and <laughs> it is it, it really is you know i had a neighbor there in carmen where i was raised and he uh he grew up with some other guys that we had mutual acquaintances yes and uh he, he'd went to the highway patrol academy i started teaching in the military mm-hmm. and i knew a guy and he goes oh you know so and so and i said oh yeah he was my neighbor there in carmen and and he goes we went to the academy together and and uh, I said, well, we were comparing that to military training, to boot camp and stuff. And he goes, oh, it's a little different. He, he said, one night we got drunk and we had our pistols out running down the street, shooting up in the air and screaming. <laughs> and I said, really? And I said, in the, uh, in, in the Highway Patrol Academy? And he goes, well, he said, things were different back then. <laughs> <laughs> things have changed a little bit. Oh, my, it's it's watched, you know, today it's scrutinized so heavily that um, they're they're just I think just Joe Public is is watching every move and, and we seem to become very predatory in this country anymore. We wait for you to do something wrong so we can capitalize. And when I say you, anybody. Right. You you wait for your neighbor to do something wrong so you can catch it on video and capitalize on it online and, and of course, be f- offended by it and be hurt by it. And you bet. We've become very thin-skinned in this society. Well, and even in our uh, the business we're in now, in the real estate and auction business, you have to be so careful. We tape every auction mm-hmm. and um, because 
we we need to make absolutely sure what we said and that we don't misspeak on anything and we have a lot of fun and we poke a lot of fun and uh and uh, in the sale but you have to be very careful because someone's always waiting for you to say like or do the wrong thing yep. yeah mm-hmm. for an opportunity to read to um to uh, sue Mm-hmm. Yeah, or be offended in some way or another. So we have to protect ourselves. At times they are a changing, right? Well, one of the things that I enjoy about uh, the United Country affiliation is the there's no missions that we have available to us. Yeah, I I don't know of any other real estate group that has that kind of a deal that we have on our there's no missions insurance makes it worthwhile. That's become a mainstay in real estate and in the auction business. If you're if you're flying without that, um, beware. Mm-hmm. You're gambling beware. Um, all your assets. Yes. If you are. Yeah. That's a great segue. We're going to slip away and we're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll come back in just a few minutes and talk with Leroy about um, a specific type of auction that I want to ask you about, hybrid auctions. And we'll come back in a few minutes and talk about that. Stay okay. tuned. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Find great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio. Trina and I have been visiting with Leroy Hendren from J. Oklahoma, um, retired highway patrolman, uh, auctioneer, real estate broker. And uh, here's what I want to ask you about, Leroy. In, in the auction business, and we're, we're constantly trying and testing, you know, different techniques and methods and things. One thing that you started using to accelerate, and this is all about the sales process. And you said, well, I think a lot of times auctions excite people and it gets them off the fence. It forces right. a response from them. Using that to accelerate the offer process 
through a, a hybrid auction, as you called it, um, offering property for auction and accepting pre-auction offers up to a certain date, but then saying there's a cutoff. After this date, we're going to go towards the auction. So you're, you're forcing people's hand to, to get their offers in. How's that working in your business? It's working good. We started uh, about 20 years ago. Okay. I had a um, good friend of mine call and wanted to auction his father's land, his land and his estate. And it was December. We had a lot of uh, freezing rain coming in, snow predicted, and I said, uh, why don't we wait till spring and have an auction then? He said, well, I want to get rid of it. I want to do it now. I want to know that it's that I'm going to be finished with it. And uh, I said, well, why don't we put it on the market, and we'll do that until March 15th. March 15th you must come to the auction, which we will set up for April 15th. I usually use a month time before the auction okay. that the bids cut off. And then how, how long before that do you make the offering out there? Uh, whenever I list it, I make the offering. Okay. So 30 days ahead. So or two weeks that they can make an offer. Like what's that time period look well, that's like? That's the minimum. Okay. In, in this case, it was three months. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, it, it was quite a while out, quite a ways out. And um, so we put it on, on the website, put it on the United Country website and said this place can be bought for X amount of dollars until March 15th. After that time, you must bid at the auction per the owner's instructions. Of course, we got to present everything to the owner, as you know, Sean, but uh, he can set those parameters for us, mm-hmm. and we advertise them. So uh, about 10 days in to the, to the program, middle of January or so, I got a full-price offer on the place, took it to him, and uh, sold the place. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that, that's a pretty good deal. So we started calling it, we called it a blend for a while. And I thought a hybrid sounded a little sexier. So yeah. I started naming it hybrid. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got actually a hybrid contract that we'll fill out. And I explain it to everyone. And I think one of the main things it does, it, it keeps you as a, a private treaty agent from ever losing anything to an outside auctioneer yeah Yeah. because you present that up front and the one that you helped me with i forget what year that was sean on rodney black's place that we sold 2006 was in 2006 yeah it was Uh, the year year before i came to work up here right he uh, he he was not interested in doing an auction at all but he wanted to uh, sell his property and i explained it to him and we rocked along about six months, and he came by one day and said, well, let's talk about the auction. It was an absolute auction, as you know. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I want to sell it. I'm ready to move. I'm done. I want I want to sell it. So we uh, set it up, and, and I got a hold of you because I'd never done any online bidding. And you came in. We set it up and had a very successful auction i think every backup bidder which is what we call a second place bidder was online which is which is highly unusual 
It even is. even today, where simulcasting and online auctions, you know, live broadcastings become more prevalent. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you have a live auction event, the vast majority of time, the the people that want to bid on that property, it appears, are going to be there at the event. You would think so. This one was highly unusual because not only were there several active bidders on the property, the runner-up bidder, I think he was a dentist from Southern Missouri, if I remember right, he was online, had a, a wedding. Right. Daughter or son was getting married that weekend, and he couldn't come back for the sale. Um, and he chased that thing pretty hard. He'd been in, he'd been over three or four times the week before. Yes, sir. Looked at it, looked at the house, had his family look at it, and he he was he was sold on it, but he 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 couldn't come. And I believe uh, that we sold it a piece at a time. It never it got high enough; it couldn't go back together mm-hmm. at the end. And uh, I believe if uh, I believe I'm right that he was the backup bidder, was he not on every piece of the place? It, sure, the majority of them. If it wasn't, yeah, it was. Right. It was close he, because he just kept. You know, he would jump from one to the next, and <clears throat> when it got too high, he would come in on the next track. Right, and, and then I know. sold that place again later uh, for the for the buyer, um, the gentleman that bought it. He uh, you sold the same ranch. Sold the same ranch well, again. That ranch wow. has been good to you. It's yeah. been good. I, in fact, I asked the guy. Uh, when I could sell it again at the, <laughs> at the signing, at the, and he said the, uh, he was going to keep it. And I said, gosh, I wouldn't sold it to you if I'd known you was going to keep it. I've been making a living <laughs> off this for years. But I did talk to him about um, a month ago, the the new the new owner. And uh, he's owned it three or four years. And uh, he's interested in, I think he's going to sell it again. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a while, probably a year or so, he's bought up a place up in Kansas, and he's talking about it. So you're least. working on the third sale of the same Working range. on the third That's sale. Awesome. Yeah, That's working awesome. on If those we just are, keep uh, selling that. Those are diamonds in the real estate business. They are. Let me ask you a question about that. What, what, do you, what do you think the reasoning behind that is versus somebody holding that ranch for 20-plus years? Why, why do you think that it, it sells periodically? I think uh, everyone believes that whatever they've, place they got that's their dream home Mm. when you buy it and whether it's a ranch whether it's hunting property or what it is and your life begins to change you may uh, uh, you have other children Mm -hmm. or your children leave yeah and i believe nar says every five years we we want to sell and uh, when people get ready to sell especially people that that have the means to take what something will bring that is the market. Yes, sir. And they're able to do that. And so they want to test the market a while, make sure they don't make a mistake, but then they want to have a certain date that it's over, that it's sold. Yeah. They know when it closes and when they got the money. Yeah. And there, there comes the auction. There yep. comes the auction for us. And we use the hybrid. Our company does. And then I, I know several other people that, that have used it. To facilitate both sides, whichever one has the advantage, uh, then that's what you take. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. Rodney Black Ranch. Rodney Black Ranch, and uh, it's a Graves Ranch now. It's been the end. <laughs> oh, he didn't. He didn't continue to call it the Rodney Black no, Ranch. Everybody, everybody, I think he calls it <laughs> Twin Pines now. Okay. Twin He's Pines. everybody that's uh, 
that's bought it has renamed it. Has improved it and renamed it. Okay. Uh, this gentleman is really he runs about five hundred mama cows on it now. It's a it's a much better ranch than it. Sean, than if it's you ever bought been. Rodney Black Ranch, would you have left it Rodney Black Ranch? You would have uh, called it like Terrell Farms. I or may something. call it the RB Ranch or something. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> You would have changed it to your own name. You know yeah. that. Well, you, you know, we talk about this in real estate brokerage or and, and just companies in general. If you call something, um, my last name's Terrell. If you call it mm-hmm. Terrell Realty and Auction, makes it more difficult to, to sell, sell that business. Yeah. You got to go find somebody named Terrell, right? Yeah. So, it does. And yeah. a lot of times they're buying your your. They're buying the name. You've got brand yes. recognition in these in these smaller markets. They're buying the customer list and the process, and they're they're buying the company. But it makes it a lot easier to sell if you take a ranch like that, and it's called the Twin Pines Ranch mm-hmm. because right. anybody can own the Twin Pines Ranch. And it's it it's just different. It's kind of like having your girlfriend's name tattooed on your arm when you're sixteen. <laughs> you, you might be changing that tattoo after a while. Or doing a lot of searching for another Felicia. To find Felicia. the right name, you bet. I love it. Yeah, that's <laughs> therein lies the problem is you, you've got to search in the phone book and just you're looking under all of the Aprils you can find and just you say, bet. listen, my, my April left, I'm looking for another one. Yeah, I, I would never do that. I, I could never find another Virginia. It's just too long a name. It's just too long of a name. And you're scared of needles. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and, and I'm scared of Virginia. Well, <laughs> I I have met Virginia, and I will tell you, that is one of the most patient women I've ever I met. Say, she might be the sweetest lady I know in my entire... Don't tell her we said that. Oh, she'll hear it. She's hearing it all right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> We're being recorded. Did we not tell you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a good uh, It's been a good run. And the hybrid auction has worked well for me. I think, I think it worked. It just works. It works for anything. And it's a way of not, I think, not scheduling yourself so, so close together during the peak part of the year. Yeah. And if you have a time, whether it be hot weather or super cold weather gives you a chance to uh, wait on a date that you can use it what else is working in the auction business right now so we're in a pretty robust market anybody listening to this show is going to realize that the housing market is um, is just tremendously hot Uh, the land market which is supply and demand it's in very short supply which is increased demand land business is good houses are good what's What's working in the auction industry? Because it appears to me as an auctioneer, we should really be taking front stage right now. Right now, the things, uh, I, I think it's convincing people, particularly other uh, real estate agents, that they need to go to auction because they can sell something today. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have an auction, it's the only way I know of that you can test the market. And see what is the last bid. I know one individual that listed a place for a million one seventy five and wound up at a million five. Mm-hmm. If all those people had been together in a ballroom with a um, PowerPoint auction, yep. who knows what it would have brought? But it would have brought the absolute most money mm-hmm. that the uh, the people could give. You know, one thing that uh, one thing we have professed in the auction business <clears throat> when we're teaching classes is the the American consumer in general is an impulse buyer. Mm-hmm. 
Right. They have a tendency to just to, to be um, uh, much, very much um, uh, swayed by the conditions that are going on in front of them right now. So when you're sitting in a room full of people, if you have the means, and that's the number one selling point, is why would somebody give that kind of a price, which is even more than they were asking for? Because other people were bidding in competition with them, and we're, we're an aggressive society. We're a competitive society. We have the money. We think, no, oh, I'll bid a couple more times. What's it going to hurt? And you've inflated the value of the property. It's hard to replicate that through an offer and acceptance process out here where they're not setting collectively in a room. Well, and people are conditioned to the in conventional real estate where you, you can always buy below the offered price. Yeah. And even though we're not there exactly right now, you still want to do that. With the auction, you start at one level and go up. Mm-hmm. And um, you may set the low with a reserve, but you never set the high. Yes, I, I like to tell people that it's the only way I know of that you can get more than you want for something. Nice. And um, works out pretty good doing that. I think we got to think as auctioneers on what's in the future, not what's today, what's a yeah. year down the road or six months down the road. We we are starting to do some multi-property auctions. I want to start doing that. As you know, I've sold my company the agency in the office, and rather than be in the office, I can be out looking at deals, and I'm talking with another agency and auctioneer and uh, about having a multi-property auction. You can sell 40, 50, Mm -hmm. as many houses, lots, partial lots as you can get. We did one like that in McAllister a few years back, and we'd sell choice property in a city, whatever town it was, and we might have 10 properties. And you bid for the right to pick. Mm-hmm. And you had different individuals bidding on different properties. and But you bid to pick yours. And if you had done it differently to where it was just one lot at a time, you have two bidders. But when you put 10 or 15 together, that's similar properties, you might have 30 bidders. Yes, sir. Bidding for the choice. And I, that's what I think I want to go into a lot is to, just to see what I can make the auction business do how it can work well it's it's excellent timing this marketplace is hotter than a pistol and trina and i we've talked about that on the show as she's looked at property you're looking at vacant land right now not anymore not not yeah now that two by fours cost nine dollars a piece we're not looking at vacant property anymore (laughs) you're just hoping to buy a couple of two befores well you know you could come to sean and i's auction we we, you know we would stop her if she got too high that's one thing that we've always guaranteed the public if if you get to pay in too much we'll shut you down we'll stop yeah trust us you'll get the leroy guarantee on that one We're going to slip away. We're going to hear from the sponsors one more time. We'll be back in just a few more minutes with Leroy Hendren. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? 
unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com. The way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with Leroy talking about... Um, so the last thing that you talked about before the convention, or the convention, <laughs> the, convention uh, the commercials, is um, multi-property auctions. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I like about that, there's some companies I'm thinking of right now that um, have established themselves in different metropolitan areas or bigger um, market service areas. They have quarterly or monthly or reoccurring multi-property events and they've done these long enough and they've branded those that now the public is when's your next auction i have a home i want to put in yeah. it instead of you going out and chasing the property the properties are now starting to come to the auction company right that's when you've arrived that's yeah. when you've made it that's when you have i i think that's uh, one thing that we'd like to go into is doing some more of those it is a service that you do for the little guy that maybe can't, maybe he's got a lot that's worth $10,000 and he can't afford to pay the advertisement mm -hmm. for the auction. And we set out with a auction fee per property. And if you put multiple properties in, your fee is less. Yeah. And um, a lot of times we'll do them for uh, just the advertisement fee and then we charge a buyer's premium. And uh, we had one, like I think I might have told you, then McAllister, that we had 55 properties in. It went very well. We did it with a buyer's premium. And um, it, you can involve a lot of different people and a lot of different uh, ways to do it. And then, like, like I told you, I like to sell choice when I'm selling them. But you can do it several ways. You, you do it on a PowerPoint. And I believe the company you came from before United Country was already doing properties off-site. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah. it's it's as easy as we could have them here in the, in the studio if we had a little more room or have them out on the lawn. We could have them in a ballroom yeah. and sell properties in different towns. And we, we'd kind of like to do that. 
Leroy, back during the the previous collapse in the market, 2006, everything got really high. And then between 07 and 08, you know, the pants just fell down on it. Right after that, there were some bank auctions with large inventory. Didn't you, weren't you part of one down in Arkansas that had a tremendous amount of inventory in that? We did. We uh, did an auction for a bank. I don't recall exactly how many it was. Uh, I want to say that there was over 500 homes in that. I believe that's right. They were homes and lots and subdivisions with multiple lots. Yes, sir. And in two two states, I think they were all in the, we might have had, no, I don't think we had any, any, anybody in Arkansas and Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Was where yeah. they were all at because uh, we wasn't at that time licensed in Missouri where we could sell off-site. So we just did Arkansas and Oklahoma. But we had a real good sale. It was kind of it, it was kind of funny that day as it went on. We thought that it would just be 100 properties, and then this bank kept adding properties. <laughs> And we had a place rented, luckily, that had a lot of room that wasn't rented that day. And we had to keep opening up doors and putting more ring men in. Wow. As a crowd got in, we had put up signs wherever we went. And um, and um, you, you, when you viewed the sign or the advertisement, then they knew that you came to a ballroom in that hotel in Springdale, Arkansas and uh, bought your property so we had a pretty good crowd there and had a good run and everything sold we, wow. we i don't think we had anything that didn't sell in the entire sale and it wasn't absolute but uh, we had had a lot of success that day there was there was either 500 or 600 homes in that auction i, I was yes. thumbing through not too long ago i was going through some youtube videos and i came across that news channel i had a lot of coverage on it of course There was a lot of the ballroom auctions that were going on because there was so much inventory that had gotten taken back uh, that fell into default, and they were having these large default disposition sales. That being one of them, uh, news channels, regional, local, they were picking up that story, and and there was some great... uh, there was some great video out there leading up to this auction. Actually, the the bank we were working for didn't want anyone to know who was selling it, what bank. They felt like it would make them look bad to the consumers. So they were letting us advertise it but not use their name. Huh. Yes, sir. And this one news station there in town got to doing research and trying to find out who it was. And when they found out, it made the... It made the news on three or four oh. channels, and we got a lot of free advertisement. I think is the reason <laughs> we had that crowd uh, by them trying to keep it quiet. And then when it got out, it really went wild, and uh, so we had a real successful sale. Yeah, sounds like it. Like we had four auctioneers, and of course, everyone was a ringman that was there, and had a closing company doing the closing. We had a real good time. Not so much after the closing when we was tracking everything down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get everyone to pay for it. Pay for what they just bought. For. Yeah. You bet. Yep. I'm looking. I don't know if I can pull, if I can find this video. I was just looking for it. But away from that, um, doing multi property auctions, let's talk a little bit about you know, working with realtors. Mm-hmm. And realtors, <clears throat> It's auctions are growing. You know, they're, they're growing within. Right. The companies like United Country that are starting to shepherd realtors and, and auctioneers together and building relationships. 
training some of the realtors to start getting into the auction business, which I know can be very threatening to a lot of auctioneers. They, they've had, uh, they've kind of had the run of the mill for a lot of years out there. They don't necessarily want a new demographic or a new industry moving into the auction business. It's going to happen. Right. One of the things that's made that possible, I personally think, and I'm, I'm fairly confident in, not everybody has that internal kind of the DNA that lets them get up in front of a room full of people with a microphone yep. right. and mm-hmm. just start chanting and, you know, selling property. They, they just don't have that, that uh, they don't, they don't have that little um, part of their DNA, their makeup, but online auctions. Yeah have let a lot of introverts into the auction business. Now, online auctions offer them an avenue, said, well, I I like the business end of it, and I like making money, and I see the value in an auction. I could never get up in front of people and call an auction, but I could put it online, and I can replicate that and have competitive bidding, and the clock times out. They buy the property, and I get a commission. Am I an auctioneer at that point? And that's still a a lot of controversy in the auction industry, whether you're an auctioneer, if you're doing that or not. But uh, I think on some level, you are a practitioner. I do too. And by uh, the auctioneers, uh, back 10 or 15 years ago, I think everyone or most of the auctioneers was against anything but live bid calling. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line, whatever works is what we do. Yeah. And if you're going to... Uh, do an online auction, and we're getting more into that, then it's convenient for people. And in today's society, everyone doesn't have time to come to the auction. And it's like the guy we had in Jay, Oklahoma that time that had a wedding, but he bid on the property for what we take an hour and a half selling that real estate. So he helped us tremendously. So I think either way works good. I, I would say uh, just because you went to auction school, the day you got home doesn't mean you're necessarily an auctioneer any more than when you got your license, you became a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. There's, there's a lot of things that make success, experience, education, and there's all kinds of levels of ability. Particularly in the auction business, it's it's a big deal to put a guy's property up for sale, and it's going to sell at the end of that. And if you leave it unsold, if a guy wants five hundred thousand dollars for your property, and an auctioneer comes along, whether he's new or has been on for thirty years, and he leaves your property for half price, the offer is half price of what you were asking for it. You've announced that to the public that that's what his property's worth. Yeah. And um, so I think I would caution everybody to make sure before you book an auction, whether it's online or absolute, that you can protect your consumer, that his value's right, and then advertise and get the people participating to where uh, you're not hurting the guy. You don't want to charge him several dollars advertising and then damage him is the way I'd look at it. Well, I think that's a great way to look at it. We've covered uh, we've covered a lot of topics yeah, today. We have. <laughs> we have. The I good news it. is we've also gained a lot of insight, Leroy. Yes, you are 
not only a legacy auctioneer, but you're you're a, 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 a genuine knowledge legend you know, you, in, legend in my own mind legend <laughs> in your own mind well relish that before it starts slipping <laughs> that's, that's correct you um you, you always bring great content and i hope that you'd be willing to come back on the show in the future and you bet i've enjoyed you know. it sean and i appreciate you and your friendship and uh what you've done for us what you've done for united country and what united country continues to do for all of it's not only it's it's people that's in the franchise business, but it's employees, everybody. It's a atmosphere. I think I said last night that you feel free to bring your grandkids, your kids, uh, anybody you want to, to any kind of event they have. You won't be embarrassed. Oh, they have a great culture and. <clears throat> for the listeners on the show, as you know, United Country Real Estate's one of our major sponsors yeah. of this show. And Leroy is a longtime franchisee and, and member and supporter of United Country. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate the insight on that. Leroy, if they want to get a hold of you, how could they do that? How can they talk with you a little well, bit they could, about, uh, email cro- me. about crappie fishing? And Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Crappie fishing, I'll give them my cell phone number. It's 918. <laughs> Six nine five zero eight zero eight. If I if I can help you in any way, whether it's from some of my experience or if you want me to go crappie fishing or hunting <laughs> with you, just give me a call. Nice. We appreciate it, Trina. I think that's a wrap. I think so. I think I want to go crappie fishing with Leroy. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, just a couple. Let's lakes do it. Maybe the, the next episode is going to be down on the lake. We're going to be uh, the we're studio be by the fishing. sea. You Once bet. Again, That'd be fun. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> yes, Leroy. Thank you. Trina thank and you. I appreciate it. And uh, that's a wrap for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, join us next time on The Cell Ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.